We're back here with another episode of Peter's Proffer in the courtroom of current events, and school is back in session. So we have a podcast topic that we've uh, litigated a bunch of cases on. We've also done speeches for uh, the PTAs and PTA meetings and uh, other groups about what parents' liability is for house parties. Um, They happen. Uh, We'll talk about them. We'll talk about what you need to look out for, how you can protect yourself. Um, It's a question we get all the time, so we're going to do a podcast on it. If you guys have any questions or comments, please leave us a review, five stars on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever, however you listen to it. Um, If you have questions, hit us up on social media at Tragos Law or send me an email. All right, we are back here to talk about house parties. Um, I'm here with my dad, who luckily never had to go through me having a house party at our house when I was in high school. And we're going to talk about now what house parties are actually defined as, and we're going to give you a scenario. It's more than just a party at your house. But we'll give you a scenario as kind of an example we'll start with and kind of go through the process in the podcast and talk about what can happen at a house party and how you can be liable as a parent slash homeowner. I think it's important for parents to realize when they listen to this that, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens every day, happens to all parents, and this is the way it starts. Your daughter graduates from high school. You're throwing her a huge backyard bash to celebrate the occasion. You hire a caterer, you find a DJ, you hit Costco for a couple cases of beer for you and your adults attending, and soda for her and her friends. The attendees are a mix of friends, co-workers, and your daughter's friends. You've warned your daughter that there's to be no underage drinking at the party, and she agrees to spread the word. Your daughter and her friends have never given you an ounce of worry, and you trust them completely. Therefore, you are shocked to learn the next day that a few of her friends had smuggled some of the beer into the garage and proceeded to get drunk under your roof. Then there was a car wrapped around a tree, and you're shocked to learn that you're being sued for negligence by the parents of the kids in the car. You call a lawyer, and you say to yourself, I can't be liable for this. I didn't know that they were drinking the beer. Okay, very good scenario. So, so just so that we can go through all three scenarios, that's scenario number one. I've got a couple other scenarios that also come into play. Scenario number two, some parents who want to be quote-unquote cool will buy beer and drugs potentially for a party for their underaged child to have friends over and have a party and go upstairs and go in their room and go to bed. So that will open up different liability for parents that know and provide illegal substances for these underage minors at their house. Okay, that's scenario number two. Scenario number three that I think is the most common is parents are out of town, kid buys alcohol and drugs or whatever and has people over their house for a party. So we'll take all three of those scenarios and kind of talk about what the parent's liability is in that scenario because your, your liability could be different in all three of those scenarios, right? Right. Okay, so... Um, we're going to talk about all the different scenarios that can happen at these house parties, um, whether they're underage kids at the party, there's alcohol, drugs, driving, sex, fights, slip and fall injuries. We're going to get into all of that, but we're going to first start with the open house party rule in Florida that Florida specifically has set out. What's it called? It's the open house party law. Okay. And it applies to a person who has authority to regulate, direct, or dominate a residence. And they're liable if... 
There's a social gathering permitted at the residence. Alcoholic beverages or drugs are possessed or consumed at the residence by a minor. The person knows that an alcoholic beverage or drug is in the possession of or being consumed by a minor. The person fails to take reasonable steps to prevent the possession or consumption of the alcoholic beverage or drugs. And that is a first-degree misdemeanor. It's a criminal charge. Okay, so the person does not actually have to be there under that statute. That's correct. Okay, and it's not a known or should have known. No, a person has to know that the alcoholic beverage or drug is in the possession of or being consumed by a So minor. you have to prove actual knowledge yes. under that statute. Okay, so for that statute to apply, it's it's got to be scenario number two where the parent either buys or supplies the alcohol or drugs. Correct. Okay, so the scenario number one where they kind of steal it and sneak off, that might be a should have known, but they have a pretty good argument that it wasn't a known factor. Right, but now there is a fourth factor, a fourth sentence in here. Okay. The person fails to take reasonable steps to prevent the possession of or consumption of alcoholic beverages or drugs. And the important word there is reasonable steps. Correct. So the parents in this case, if they, you know, told the kids they have to go in another room or they can't come out around the beer or they're not allowed, they instruct every kid individually that they're not allowed to have any of the beers or take steps like that to try to prevent it, that's enough. Well, that's going to be probably up to a jury. Right, but yeah. I'm saying that's reasonable. Yeah, so, so it you could have be to reasonable, try to, right. as a parent, and with a house party going on, if there are adults and minors there and there's going to be alcohol there, you have to take, quote-unquote, reasonable steps. So it's probably better to go overboard. Correct. Okay, so let's talk about then um, what liability you can face as a parent or homeowner um, with alcoholic beverages being served to minors. Well, there's two problems. One is, is it a violation of the open house party law? If it is, then it's negligence per se, and we'll explain that in a minute. Okay. If it's not a violation of the open house party law and it's strictly a negligence standard, then it's not negligence per se, but you have to prove that the person was, in fact, negligent. Okay, so, and that's the only criminal charge, then, that a parent can get. Well, serving alcohol to a minor, obviously, that would be a that's criminal a criminal charge. charge. Too. But in the in the factor that they didn't actually serve it to them, but they knew they were drinking it, meaning they saw somebody come take a beer out of the bucket and take it into the garage and they didn't do anything about it, then that's going to fall under the house party. Correct. Law. Okay. Right. Um, okay, so those are the criminal statutes. Now, if you don't know your kid's doing it, you can't be criminally charged for it. But there is some civil implications. Right, because you can still be negligent. Because you should have done something to prevent it. You shouldn't have had the beer there at all. You shouldn't have had a mixed party. Or you knew that your, your child drinks. Right. You know, you knew that there, there's a, a Past pattern. knowledge, right. Right. So you can, you can uh, be sued for that. Right. So if you ever do catch your child drinking and then you have a party like this, now you have knowledge that they may do something like this and that can be impugned on you in a civil case where this happens. Right. Remember we talked about per se and not per se? Per se means if they're, they have a, a criminal, criminal statute right. and they're convicted of the criminal statute, then that means that that's automatic negligence. You don't have to then prove that liability. Right. You have no defense at that point. Right. So, and it's interesting because in most cases, if somebody else does something intentionally, then it's on them and it's not on whoever else is around. Okay, right. that, that is most of the time, that's the, that's the fact of the matter. So if you're walking with a friend and your friend decides to punch somebody in the face, that's not on you. You didn't do anything. Your friend did it. But in certain scenarios like this one, if you allow them to drink, even though they drink all on their own and they get behind the wheel all on their own and they go drive and crash their car all on their own, 
you could still be liable for their actions because they're a minor and you're, you know, a homeowner allowing them to drink alcohol. Right. A lot of this stemmed from the dram shop laws. Right. That How's it different from ago. that? Well, dram shop requires selling liquor, you know, for money. Right. And if a bar sells somebody liquor, they pay for that liquor, they are drunk, the bar knows they're drunk, they leave the bar, get into a car, kill someone, the dram shop law says the bar is liable for that. Right. Um, okay, and then drugs, the next step, can have obvious implications of crime because mo- the, the drugs are illegal in Florida, at least, um, even marijuana. So if you provide illegal drugs, that's obviously a criminal charge. And again, negligence per se. Right, and then uh, you can even be considered negligent if you don't take reasonable steps to prevent them from doing drugs at your house, meaning if you should have smelled it and you didn't. Um, if they were doing it under your roof and, again, drive and get into a car accident caused by driving under the influence of some kind of drugs, you could potentially be held liable for that as a homeowner or a parent. Or if you had prescription drugs legally prescribed for you, right. oxycodone, let's say, and they went into your cabinet, got them out because you didn't properly secure those drugs, then you could be liable for that. Right. Um, and then driving, obviously, we've already hit a bunch. If they're driving under the influence of drugs or alcohol and you knew they left your house in that condition you could be civilly liable um, for negligence in that case if anybody's injured, even the person that was drinking and driving. The next one that um, has actually been in the news with some college parties where this happens, but it even happens in high school parties and things like that, is sex happening at these parties. So these minors are either getting drunk or high, and then they're having sex. Whether or not that can be consensual sex by either party, um, that's an issue that could create civil or even criminal negligence on your part as the homeowner or the parent where this party is taking place. And it's not just the aggressor being drunk, but it could be the victim that was so drunk that they couldn't refuse, and you knew they were that drunk. Well, they couldn't consent. Right. So there are situations where you're so drunk or so high that you can't even consent, and it becomes rape under your house, and that is negligence that could come back on you as the homeowner. Right? Right. The, The bottom line is you've got to be careful about everything that's going on in that party. And we'll get to what you can do yeah, right, to, to really prevent this careful. at the end. But yeah, so so any, you know, rapes, even if it's even if it's, you know, both people are drunk, that's something you can be liable for that happened at these house parties. Um, okay, next we'll go to fights. All right. There's a fight that occurs that you know people are so drunk, they're fighting, they get hurt real bad. Well, again, if you knew that they were drunk, if you knew that this was uh, something that could happen, if you knew the person was an aggressive personality, when they drink. If you have a history with that person, all that's going to come back to bite you as negligence because you didn't do what you should have done to make it a safe place. Right. And it's just kind of obvious to juries that if, you know, you have these kids that have gotten in a fight before, they come to your house, they drink, they're all in the backyard and a fight breaks out. That's easily foreseeable. Now, that's different than if you know, somebody shows up who doesn't know anybody and decides to get into a big brawl fight. You could still be liable for that, but it's not as foreseeable as, you know, two guys on the football team that get in fights every day at practice come to your house and get into a fight. Um, and, And along the same lines with fights and with drinking and with drugs, there's also, you know, some parties where date rape drug date rape drugs are put into these alcoholic beverages. Again, that is something that somebody does that is a crime or an intentional tort that can still come back on you as being negligent for allowing this party atmosphere to occur at your house and providing the place for that crime to happen at your house. So all of that can fall under your civil liability. 
which also something we talk about a lot is a slip and fall injury that occurs at a party. Everybody that comes to your party is an invitee. They're your guests. And the law says that you have a responsibility to make that a reasonably safe place. So they don't have to worry when they're walking into your house that they're going to step into a hole because you have that responsibility. They step into that hole. You don't take reasonable care to protect them from stepping into that hole. They can sue you for it. Well, and the, and the more likely thing at an actual party would be they get drunk and trip and fall into the pool and drown. Or they slip inside the house because somebody spilled beer. That's all going to fall under your liability in a slip and fall accident as the owner of that house. Right. They're so drunk they can't walk up the stairs and they fall. Right, exactly. And so so even if and a lot of parents, you know, go to bed and act like they don't know what's going on downstairs when there's 100 people out there else having a party, that's not going to fly as a defense in these cases. You're still going to be on the hook if you go upstairs and go to bed. Now, if you're out of town and your kid just does all this without your permission, then you have a little bit more of a defense to stand on. So let's talk now about what you can do to protect yourself and avoid all of this liability as a parent. Um, and, and the first thing is obviously don't allow house parties at your house. There's no reason to really ever allow a house party at your house for your, for your teenager because all that can happen is trouble, really. Um, and once you allow that house party, then everything opens up and blows up. I mean, there's becoming this day and age, it's almost known that if you allow a house party at your house, there's going to be alcohol there. So if you say, well, I let them have a party, but I told nobody to drink. Well, I think there's a lot of juries that just wouldn't even believe that premise to start the case. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of trends right now in hiring professionals. You know, actually having a police officer at the party. Right. Or somebody there. Some security. Right. So somebody can testify. IVs, I, you know, I did everything I could. I even hired this cop to come in there to make sure that nothing illegal was going on. Right. And that's a real trend right now. Okay. So, you know, that's something you can do if you're going to allow the house party. Now we'll talk about ways you can protect yourself. Having some professional, you know, security or law enforcement officer there checking, making sure nobody's drinking. Okay. Um, controlling who comes to the party and the number of people that come to the party, controlling where they go in the house, meaning it's got to be outside in the pool area. It's got to be out in the backyard. It's got to be in the game room. It's got to be in the living room, wherever you have it. If you control the parts of the house that it's at, you can control what's actually happening. Nobody's going up to the bedrooms. Nobody's going to fall into the pool. Nobody's going to steal anything from your house, whatever you control kind of the rooms where it's at in the house. And then as, as far as protection goes, you have to have homeowner's insurance. Uh, the most amount you can get to protect your house and to protect yourself from something like this, a negligent act or injury happening at your house because that is what this these house party injuries are going to fall under. Um, so the next question is, what do you do if a house party breaks out, it gets out of control, there's nothing you can do to stop it, and the cops show up to your house? When you hear that knock on the door, the first thing you do, get the party under control before you open the door. Tell everybody, be quiet, settle down. Then when you open the door, step outside and close it behind you. Because you don't want inadvertently the police to be able to enter. Something's or going on there. Or just see something if you open the door. If they right. see a minor drinking, they can come in. Right. So close the door behind you. Then politely ask the police why they're there. Remain calm and respectful. 
But if the police ask to enter, tell them no, they cannot enter. Okay, and what reasons would they have to lawfully enter the premises? Someone called and said there was a, a loud party, there's a noise disturbance, they saw someone drinking that looked like a minor. So Any would they be allowed things. to enter the house at that point? At that point, normally, no. You can refuse and you should refuse. Well, that's what I'm asking. What would allow a police officer to enter the house even if you say no. If there was an exigent circumstance, like they thought someone's life was in danger. They heard or somebody crime, screaming. Right, crime being committed. They heard glass crash to the ground while they were outside. Right, something like that, they could enter. But if they insist on entering, even after you said no, let them enter because you don't want to be arrested for obstructing justice. Don't physically stop them from entering. Absolutely but you, you should absolutely verbally continue to say, I am not consenting to you entering my house. Even if they do it, well, then all of that, all the evidence they find could potentially get thrown out if they didn't enter your house properly. Right. And if they found nothing and they leave, make that a warning. Keep that party under control because obviously somebody is complaining about your party. Right. And we didn't even really talk about noise complaints as being something that could happen to you. You can actually get cited for noise complaints if you're having a party that's too loud and somebody complains and the cops show up. But they, they can issue a civil citation for that. Right. And they could even enter because that would be, you know, if some counties have it actually as a crime to have your noise over a certain level. Some counties have ordinances, too, about parking all around your house. And if you've got, you know, 50 kids over your house and they all drove there and they're parked all over the sidewalk and the street and the grass, that could also be civil ordinances depending on, on what your county ordinances say. Right. So if you're having a party, you've just got to be really careful. You've got to try to keep everything in line. You've everything have legal. Plan. Everything legal, right. Where is everybody going to park? How am I going to monitor uh, any alcoholic beverages? Who's drinking the alcoholic beverages? How am I going to monitor the noise? How am I going to monitor people leaving? You're going to have a taxi service set up or everybody call Ubers or carpool with a designated driver. You need to make it your problem because some people say, oh, this person can drink and drive whatever they want. They can make their decision. If it's your party and it's your house, you need to make it your problem how everybody's getting home that night. All right. And even though you have insurance, be warned that insurance companies will try any way they can not to have to pay you right. for the insurance that you've been paying for all this time because uh, somehow they'll find an exception in the policy to what's going on. Right. And some of them have criminal exceptions. I insurance is the last case, the last resort. So you want to set this thing up and have a plan of attack before you have any party at your house because there are a slew of things that you can be liable for even if you do nothing wrong yourself. Um, so just let that be a warning as school starting back up. The kids are going to be going to parties again. So as parents and homeowners, we need to watch out for this stuff. Thanks for listening in with us, and we'll get with you guys next time. <laughs>